You Are Not Alone Coach, a small podcast about big coaching topics. And this show is a real biggie. We're talking about reflection, that moment of analysis and review you take as a coach or you encourage your players to take after practice and after games. It is an invisible skill, so it's hard to coach, but it's also a crucial part of the process of improvement. So we do need to try. My name is David Hinchliffe. And helping me to explore why and how reflection can help your coaching, I'm joined by a fellow coach and a fellow explorer through the world of coaching, Andrew Bim. Welcome back. Thank you, David. Glad to be back. First one, first one to return to the show. So you're you're breaking new ground again. Mm, hope the second one's even better than the first. Can, <laughs> yeah, we, we, can, can we say that? Yeah, we can say that. We can only hope. <laughs> The point of view that I come from is that sometimes we oversimplify perhaps cricket a little bit in that we say, we think it's a simple, it's quite a simple loop. You train, you play, you get better, you train, you play, you get better. These things happen sort of naturally without any interference from the players or or if you're talking about from a coach's point of view, the more coaching you do, the better you get at coaching. But there is that crucial aspect in that loop of reflecting on what happened and helping yourself improve by thinking about it a little bit. Do you, is that where you come from as well? Absolutely. There's, and I'm not sure who this quote belongs to, but it, it, if you do the same thing 10,000 times, you're not going to get better. You've just done the same thing 10,000 times. You need to f- actually change what you're doing, make it harder, make it a more of a challenge. And the only way that's going to happen is if you've taken a step back what did I just do did it work could it have been better and that is the the crucial step in practice in skill development sometimes conscious sometimes unconscious that if you don't do it you will do the same thing 10,000 times and you will still be doing the same thing so you've got to have that that moment of reflection where you stop think and whether you do it yourself or the coach does it or somebody else encourages absolutely essential i think and from a from a player's point of view or when you're coaching players what is the kind of strategies that you use to sort of encourage players to do that because it is an invisible skill isn't it it's, it's something which you know unless you sit down with the player and say right let's sit down and write some of these things down you you you're sort of reliant on the player going away and thinking about it themselves before the next session or before the next game so what are some strategies you use to sort of encourage players to think rather than just as soon as they walk out of the sports hall at the end of the practice session don't think about it again until the next week what are some strategies you use to encourage that reflection process during practice deliberate questioning not what happened then but quite often, the one I like, when somebody's played a shot, what were you trying to do? Were you trying... So do you, do you set off... It's not a question of, did the ball go through the target that you were aiming at? Did you hit the top of off stump? It's what we... I, you try and challenge back a stage. It is an unconscious... Hopefully it's unconscious, because in most cricket skills, if you've seen the ball coming then had to think, I'm going to hit this ball through extra cover, then had to move, you've missed it. But it's that process that is going on, I will try to encourage by that type of what were you trying to do, what were you thinking just before you played the shot, just to get the player to think, to understand what their mental state, what their, their, what their thoughts were. 
were they actually thinking about anything? Sometimes the best answer is, I wasn't thinking about it at all. I was watching the ball, uh, and, and I hit it. And it's absolutely unconscious. And if it worked, brilliant. If it hasn't worked, OK, what are we going to do next time? To an extent, I am not looking for a perfect answer. The point of the question is to encourage the player to ask themselves. Second, simply by setting out targets within the hall. Immediate feedback. I don't have to say anything. The player doesn't even have to say anything. Immediately, they have to go. I was trying to hit it through the gate over there, and I've missed it. That, if the, if the game is hit the next six balls, it's all turn at gates, one through mid-off, one through mid-on. How did you do? And you almost don't need the coaching intervention. The players engage with the practice. They all know. Oh, I hit too well, but the third one I wasn't really concentrating or I was thinking about the next ball or whatever it was. So you encourage the, the activity itself to include the requirement to reflect, to think, what am I trying to do? You have to practice it because you can't do this live in a game. So you, you do this in practice so that the skill develops. Had a session on Tuesday night, last five minutes. Really good batsman, hits the ball beautifully through the covers, hits the ball beautifully, beautifully through mid-on. Then, just to make him think a little bit at the end, don't care where the ball is, alternate balls between mid-off and mid-on. First six went all over the place, next six, absolutely beautiful. Because he had had to think how to solve a problem. So problem solving. That's a, that's a brilliant uh, way of doing it. And uh, I, I really enjoy doing those those kind of practices myself as well, because, yeah, that it, the reflection is almost built into it. You can see it straight away. I think one of the slight difficulties with it, let's say, when the player doesn't engage with it, when the player doesn't use that feedback that they're getting in a positive way and they just give up. Um, I've seen it often in nets, for example. You have a net session and you say, hit the ball into these target areas. You've got to try and hit the ball into these target areas. And they try a little bit. And for some reason or another, it, it doesn't. it's not working for them. They don't like it. They don't like thinking. They don't like having to try and work out how to do it. They don't want to be seen to be failing when their mates are bowling at them. Whatever it is, they just stop trying. And they just end up going, oh, I'm just going to hit balls until, until the coach tells me my time's up. A risk, if you like, of, of doing that kind of practice is... You see that disengagement and you have to go back another step then and say, right, we need to practice about our thinking, not just practice about our practice. That was my two ways. There is a third way. And this comes from Dan Abrahams, a sports psychologist. I hope I've got his name right. I'm sure it is. Um, and it's a really beautiful end of session. Three questions. And the players can take this away as well. What went well? What didn't go as well as you might have liked. What can you do next time, or between now and next time, to improve the thing that didn't go so well? And that unthreatening set of questions, hopefully unthreatening set of questions, just sets in train the self-reflection. And it works at so many levels. It works for the parent, so the parent isn't pushing the child too hard. It works for the player. I think it works for the coach as well, after a coaching session. I don't do it often enough, but I think it's a great set of questions for a coach to take away. What was good in that session? What wasn't so good? And what on earth can I do to make it even better next time? And it just allows, in an unthreatening way, to ask the difficult question, what can I do to be better? 
That's a superb set of questions. I might add to it as well. In terms of um, what went well, uh, in order to encourage that idea of just because something goes well, it doesn't mean you've finished it. I would say, how can we make it even better next time? Yes. Oh, yes. Always. Yes. Because, um, you know, it was like we were saying on the... um, on the feedback show a little while back you know if you do something well once you've still got a long way to go until you've done it well 10,000 times so you know it's that idea also of making a strength into a super strength you know if you're already if you're already good at something how can you become the best at something and that is um that is something that I really focus on because everybody tends to super focus on negatives coaches tend to players definitely do I mean the number of times I've number of times I've said right brilliant that that last 20 balls tell me what was that what what did you do well in that last 20 balls well I hit a couple quite well but uh then what I found was I was falling over a little bit and uh, and they immediately switch from super critical yeah 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 yeah. so so you I think your job uh, one of the big jobs as a coach is to rebalance that and go brilliant we'll come to that we'll come to those things later let's talk about the things that went well though let's find out how we're going to make them even better let's challenge them even more you know let's increase the pace of the bowling let's decrease the size of the bat let's uh, see if you can play that same shot when the ball's further outside off stuff you know things like that so um, always challenge the strength yeah. To make it even stronger. Yeah. And yes. then that feeds into reflection then, because the more you're offering that positive viewpoint, the more players can then reflect on those positives, as well as the things that they need to... You know, we, we've talked about this before, using the word enhance instead of correct, right? The things they can enhance, it doesn't matter whether you're good at it or not yet. Um, all it matters is here's an area that we can enhance further. And you might be the worst in the world at it or the best in the world at it, but you can still enhance either way. So I like that. And it's not that, and it's not, I, I, I love the, um, the podcast the other week, the praise one. It's not, wow, that's wonderful, wow. That helps if all you're doing is trying to make somebody jump up and down and lose their focus. But you don't really want that. You want to hit the next ball. If it's the last ball and you've just won the, the World Cup, OK, I think you can probably celebrate in a reasonably unrestrained manner. Yeah, fair enough. But yeah. uh, <laughs> it, it's getting the balance. It's getting the balance. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. And, you know, if you do go over the top and start calling things perfect, then people go, well, that's that done. I don't need to worry about that anymore. And you, you've dropped them into a much more fixed mindset. They're going to stop reflecting rather than reflect more, which is what we're trying to trying to encourage. It's... um. It's a challenge. It's a good challenge. It is. It is. And so, and, and it is one you can apply across ages, you know, across ability levels. It's not something where you need, you know, obviously the more advanced the player, the, the more um, useful the reflection is. But, uh, but you can apply that. You can apply this to much younger kids. You can apply this to teenagers. You can apply this to adults. It's about building that environment, isn't it, where those kind of, those kind of questions are not unusual and that kind of thinking is not unusual. So let's, but let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up by saying, right, let's, is there anything between sessions that we can ask players to do? We've, we've talked about that little, those three slash four questions that you can do between sessions. Is there anything else between sessions that you can encourage players to do to reflect a little bit more rather than just, you know, switching their brain off 100% about between cricket when it's between sessions? Difficult. Always, if it's at all possible, if you can listen to watch some cricket. The thing that I've tried to suggest that they keep a coaching log. 
write down what the theme of the session was and what the key message was. Coaches are supposed to keep it to one or two topics. Okay, listen, listen out for those two topics. Write them down. End of the month, look back over the sessions. What's come out? What's common? Is some has has more than one coach told you that you could probably do with getting your non-bowling arm a little bit straighter in front of you when you let go of the ball, reach out to the stump. Find that common theme. And it's not really intended as a a learning opportunity. What was the technical point? It's just to get the player thinking about what they practised. Capture it in some way. Yes, and that works also if you're a coach, right? If Even if you're planning the session, you know, make sure that you... It might be that you're absolutely rushed off your feet, like I am a little bit, and you you know you barely get time to plan a session in the first place. But once you've done that plan, it's it's I always keep all my plans, and um, you know some of them might be just a few lines written down. But I always look back at them and go, oh right, okay. Especially I'm coming up to you know another session, I'll look back on the last couple of that group and say, okay, well what did we do last time, and and, and how can we make it better, and what feedback were they giving me? while I was doing it this way and, and how can I improve it for next time so that might only be a five minute little reflection between sessions but to me that's so valuable because you know you're learning as you go in there absolutely I think there's a whole separate podcast on coach reflection becoming the reflective coach but absolutely taking a moment to think ask yourself the same questions what was good what could what could have been better what's going to be better and i think we will leave it there so thank you very much andrew for coming on the show and helping us out with a little bit of reflection and i hope the people listening will will go away and and have a little reflection themselves and maybe come up with a a reflection practice as a coach and and some and some ways of helping the players reflect a little bit more as well um you are on Twitter, of course, if people want to get in touch with you. Is that uh, a suitable uh, method? Twitter's normally good. There's lots going on there. Some of it's sensible, some of it sometimes isn't. But at the teaser or the blog theteaser.com. Fantastic. And of course, you can find me on Twitter as well at David Hinchliffe, or you can head over to my website, which has got details on my coaching and also some articles. And of course, these podcasts david25.com that's the end of the show thanks for listening